Welcome to Slowpreneur, a podcast about building a business without the busy. I'm your host, Stephanie Pellet, and I'm a coach for thoughtful, values-based entrepreneurs just like you. On this show, we talk about creating a business with intention, heart, and sustainability in mind. Join me as I connect with my friends and clients and share my own reflections on why slow and steady entrepreneurship will always win the race. This week on the show, I'm talking about the importance of reflecting on your business and five tools that I love for actually making it happen. Hello, hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Slowpreneur. Thank you for tuning in again. I am getting over a bit of a cold this week, a classic cold, just your run-of-the-mill classic cold. I went to New York and my body and my immune system are not used to being out in the world, I guess, and I got a cold for the first time in a couple years. So if I sound a little congested, that's what that is. I am almost at the tail end of it, but uh, it still might be affecting my voice a little. But I'm here today because I wanted to talk about reflection. I sort of touched on this in a previous episode when I was talking about some of the things you can do if you're feeling burned out by your business and you're feeling, you know, tired and overwhelmed and not up for the kind of hard CEO uh, planning strategic work that sometimes it requires to run our own businesses. And I mentioned that reflection and looking back on what you've been doing is a great way to spend your time if you're kind of in that burnout zone. But I think it's also worth talking about more because I think reflection is important no matter what season of business that you're in. And it's something that I have tried to incorporate into my own business from the very beginning uh, because I think it's so valuable. I think we learn so much from reflecting on our businesses, from taking the time to slow down and think and sort of see what lessons and information we can glean and pull out of the previous weeks, months, years of our experiences. And so I wanted to do an episode on reflection so that we give it its due, so that it's not just a footnote in that previous episode, but something that is taken seriously because I think that this practice really merits it. It's something that I do pretty naturally with all of my clients when I'm working one-on-one because I am able to reflect back to them uh, some of the lessons that I'm observing through their shares and I'm able to give them a moment to pause and update me on how things have been going, which is a natural process of reflection. It's also something that I build into the Profoundry. We have our weekly celebration prompts, which are designed to be a way to just reflect on what's been going well in your business, what you want to share with the group, and kind of get cheered on about. So I really believe in reflection. I think it pops up a lot in my own business, but I wanted to share some of my favorite tools for reflection if you're sort of newer to the practice of building this into your business specifically and ways that you might be able to incorporate it that might work for you. So first off, I wanted to talk a little bit about why I think reflection matters so much. And I think it comes down to the fact that I'm really all about an experimentation model in business. It is the thing that I have seen work time and time again. As much as I love to plan, 
I love a plan as much as the next person. I grew up with a dad who said, fail to plan, plan to fail every four seconds, it seemed like. And so I love a plan. I love to make a plan. I love to stick to a plan. I love to see a plan out. But if we're not taking the time to also reflect back on the plan that we just executed to see where we went right, where we went wrong, that plan is not necessarily going to do us much good in the long run. So I love a test and change model in business. I think it works really well to try a bunch of things, see what works. But in order to do that, we have to learn from our mistakes, learn from our experiences, see what works, see what doesn't, and really apply it in the future. So in everything that I do, if it's a bigger event, for example, when I work with Nurture, we always do a postmortem is what we call it. So it's kind of a morbid name, but it basically just means after the event, we always have a list going throughout the event itself to talk about later and to troubleshoot and to think about what we could have done better or differently. And actually we do that throughout the whole process. So currently, as I'm recording this, we have launched Nurture, but it hasn't actually happened yet. And we already have our postmortem list going of various things that we have already noticed that we need to talk about. And so I really think it's important. We need to learn from the data we're gathering all the time. I think business is fun. It's a game. It's an experiment. And we're constantly gathering new information and new data about what works, what doesn't, what resonates with our audience, what doesn't, what resonates with the algorithm and what doesn't. And I think it's really important to learn from that data that you're gathering rather than trying too hard to plan out everything in advance. Sometimes when we take that data, we can then make a better plan for the future, but it's never a hundred percent. It's never a guarantee that what we're doing is going to work. So I often think it's better to sort of reflect, get the information we can, and then use that to make small adjustments for the next time or big adjustments for the next time, as the case might be, and sort of just gently move towards your goals, gently move towards what you want by making these really, really small adjustments along your path. And I really think that this is something that we struggle to do in business. We are always going. We're always running. I am starting this podcast because I myself struggle with this, of going from one thing to the next without taking a lot of time to pause and think, how did that go? How do I feel? How do I feel about how that went? You know, maybe it went well in terms of external markers of success. Maybe I made a lot of money or I reached a lot of people or connected with a lot of people. But I also think we need to include the barometer of how we felt throughout the experience. Did I feel good? Was I sleeping? Was I anxious? Did I feel like I was actually able to connect with people at that event? Or was I too busy to actually slow down and have a conversation? All of these things are really, really valuable. And yet, why is it the first thing to go? I think it's the first thing to go because reflection is not in and of itself something that feels like it's going to generate money for our business. It doesn't feel like the most important task, right? If you're somebody who needs accountability, let's say, you know, you're obliger in the Gretchen Rubin framework, reflection is something that you're just doing for yourself. It doesn't actually benefit anyone else directly. And so it can be really difficult to make time for it. But even if you're a questioner like myself, it's easy to get caught up and think, oh, well, I need to get back to that client, that's a much better reason for doing something than just this vague, far-off notion that I might learn something <laughs> from doing the reflection process. So what I have found to be the most 
helpful in my own business, in my own life, is to set up routines that include reflection. Things that happen again and again that I can come back to, that I can be reminded about, and that I can make time for in a way that might include accountability or might just include that repetition to the point that I understand that this is a part of my process and it's something I'm going to make time for. So in my case, that is often a monthly reflection, although I will admit that the last few months I have been slacking because, as you all know, I've been moving, I've been busy, there's been a lot going on, and of course this is one of the first things to go since it is not an urgent task in many ways. So I like to set up some external accountability. I'm going to talk about that in some of the tools that I'm going to go over, but I've also decided that this is a kind of session that I want to include in the profoundery. So starting from this month, we're actually going to do monthly reflect and reset sessions. That will be an opportunity for people to slow down, look at the month that just passed, take a moment to think about what worked, what didn't, and then make a plan for the next month that is more closely associated with your actual experiences than some pie in the sky idea about what you might be able to accomplish or what might be possible or what you think is a best practice. It's so much easier to make goals from your own experience and your own knowledge and your own data than it is to just pull a goal out of the sky. I talk about that a little bit in uh, the goal setting framework that I teach as well. So I am really excited to be incorporating this into the Profoundary because, like I said, A, it's so valuable, and B, I think it's really hard to make time for. And that actually brings me to the first tool on my list of these top five tools I have for reflecting in your business, and that is the Reflect and Reset session. I've decided that this first one that I do, I'm going to make it open to the public. Tickets are $15 and you can come and join us. It's an hour-long session. It's happening on October 26th from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern time. And it's just a chance for you to slow down, but also have that accountability because I'm going to be offering specific prompts that you can just quickly jot down some ideas uh, for each of the questions. You can think about the weeks and the month that just happened and then apply those learnings to the next month. So it's basically like a community planning session. There will be an opportunity for you to share some of your takeaways or some of your wins as we go through the session, but it's absolutely not mandatory. And this is open to everyone. So even if you're not a member of the Profoundary, you can join us and you can reflect with us. I think it's such an important thing. I wanted to make it open to more people and we'll see based on how many people uh, sign up for this one. Maybe I'll make it more of a recurring thing that you can take part in, even if you're not a member. Of course, if you are a member and you're listening to this, you obviously get access to the session included in your membership, but I'm excited to see if there are others who want to reflect with us in a community format that, again, gives you that extra boost of making time for it, making time to sit down and actually do this when it feels like something that always falls to the bottom of the to-do list. So that's my tool number one. If you want more information, you can get it in the show notes, of course, or by going to bit.ly slash reflect October, and it'll take you to a page where you can just grab your ticket and I would love to hang out with you and reflect with you. So that's my first tool. But let's say that you're not available next Wednesday or you just want some things that you can do on your own time. My next four tools are going to be things that you can access independently 
and hopefully will help you make time for this important process as well. So tool number two on the list is Notion. You might have heard me talk about Notion before. I absolutely love it. It's kind of hard to describe, but when you get it, it's essentially like a blank piece of paper that you can add anything to digitally. You can add tables, you can add text, you can add images, you can add databases, you can add databases that talk to each other, you can do roll-ups, you can do a version of a spreadsheet. It's sort of like a playground for creative people because you can put your data and your information into really beautiful aesthetic layouts or really practical, um, no frills layouts, but you can make things happen. It's essentially like coding your own app. And there are tons of different ways to use it. There are tons of amazing teachers. Two that really come to mind are Marie Poulin of Notion Mastery and August Bradley, uh, who has a lot of incredible YouTube videos and also has, I believe, a school where he teaches his framework, which is all about um, sort of th systems design, basically thinking about what you want the system to do for you and then setting up your Notion space to allow you to capture notes and ideas and all kinds of amazing things. It's really in-depth and kind of overwhelming, <laughs> but both Marie and August have some really amazing YouTube videos if you're just getting started so you can learn more about the platform. But the reason I bring up Notion is because I love that it has the ability to reflect right within the platform. So I have a task manager set up in my own Notion and I can link to another database where I host all of my reviews and I can have a task that says do my October review and I can link to that page and I can actually do the review right on that page. Now I know that it seems like that doesn't sound so interesting or helpful, but for me, the ability to be able to put the reflection right into the task itself or have it related to the task itself, it just means it's a lot more likely that I'm actually going to do it. I felt that when I was using Asana, I always felt like my notes and my ideas were really scattered across a lot of different platforms. Like I might have a task in Asana that would say, do your review for the month. But then to actually do my review for the month, I would have to go over to Google Drive or a journal or a Word doc, God forbid, and <laughs> start writing this stuff out. And there wasn't really an easy way to link back to it. So let's say a, a week from now, I'm like, what, what was that thing that I wrote about in my review that I wanted to do? Or is there a task that I need to create based on this review? Because of Notion's interconnected system, I can easily create a task from the review. I could just create a database that's linked to my task database, add the task in, and it will appear in that other view as well. So you can kind of see that even though it's a little overwhelming initially, the ability to link everything together, but also still have pages where you can free write and you can add formatting and you can add links and you can add color and photos, all of that adds up to a much more helpful and I think fun way to do your reflections. And there are so many ways to do reflections you can set up your own. I just set up my own um, in my own notion uh, that just includes a few questions that I ask myself and I saved it as a template. So I can just replicate that template every single time and I immediately have the questions that I'm designing for myself to answer. I know a lot of this might be confusing without the visuals, but Trust me, once you get in there and you design your first template, you'll see that it's actually really easy to duplicate over time. 
Another uh, team that does a really good job with this is Wandering Aimfully. I'm sure I've mentioned them on the podcast before. They have a free Notion yearly review template that could be a great starting place for you if you're just not sure how to set up some of that formatting stuff. So they basically have a process that they take you through to reflect on the previous year in your business, including financial numbers, including feelings, including your core desired uh, emotions that you want your business to bring to you. And they take you all the way through to setting goals for the next year, visioning out the next year. So I'll link to that in the show notes as well. I think it's a great jumping off point and maybe you don't feel up for, you know, monthly reflection right now, but this could still be a great tool as we're approaching the end of the year to be able to reflect on the past year in your business. And I think that Notion in general, the reason I'm putting it on this list is just to remind you that there are so many ways to use technology to do the things you want to do, but it doesn't have to be Notion for it to work. Notion is what I use and what I love, but if you're already using some kind of tool or platform, you can definitely use that. I just encourage you to see if there's a way to create a recurring option. The thing I love about Notion is that, again, as I mentioned, I have this template. So once I set it up once, I can just duplicate it and every time it will ask me those same questions, which makes it a lot easier to move forward and actually do my reflection. If I didn't have that option, I would be starting from scratch every time and that would make this process really difficult. So maybe for you, it's literally just creating your own worksheet that has the same questions and you can just print out a bunch of copies or photocopy the copies. If you do iPad planning, you can definitely find templates that will allow you to do this kind of reflection. Same thing for bullet journaling, same thing for whatever system you're using. So again, doesn't have to be Notion, but finding inspiration from creating templates that you can replicate and return to over and over again, I think is a really good strategy. And that brings me to tool number three, which is my Get to Workbook. Get to Workbook is a planner product that was created by Elise Blaha Crepe, and you can find out more about it at gettoworkbook.com. But specifically, I love her pages at the end of each month. There's a little section where you can reflect and goal set, as she calls it. And you can literally go through and jot down some things that went well, some things that didn't go well, uh, what's still in progress for you, what do you want to let go of, and what do you need to work on or finish in the coming month. And just going over those questions, even just really briefly in my planner, or before I had the planner, I knew about her format and I would just do it manually or include it into my Notion template. Just going through that process, even if you're just jotting things down really quickly and you're not taking that time to really look back at your calendar and look through your old journals and, you know, see how things went, it's still valuable. It still really helps. And so if you're looking for something that's just a little bit shorter, quicker, feeling a little bit more accessible and not such a long in-depth process, I highly recommend checking out her get to workbook product. But if you don't have that, just using those questions as a jumping off point for your own template could be really helpful. She actually also has a journal called the Big Dreams Daily Joys Journal, which is an accompaniment to her book, which has the same name, Big Dreams Daily Joys. But what I like about the journal, and I don't actually have a copy myself, 
But what I like about the journal is that it's basically a whole book full of pages of those questions. So you can do it on a weekly basis, essentially looking back at the week, jotting down your thoughts, jotting down, uh, again, your wins, your fails, <laughs> whatever you might have, and then making a plan for the week to come. So that's another way that you could do it. I love the idea of you making your own book. How cool would that be if you had your own reflection book? I actually think that Tracy from Shutterbean and the Handwriting Club made her own book to this end. I know she has like a food journal one, but I'm pretty sure she also did a reflection one. If I can find it, I will send the link in the show notes as well uh, because it's basically like a blank book that she printed and I think you can buy copies. So something like that could be really fun, especially if you did it for yourself. Imagine you had this like reflection book that you did every single week. So I love that idea too. I love uh, the practicality of Elise's products and how it's short, it's to the point, but it does really incorporate that reflection process as a really integral part of running your business or running your life because it's all about finding those small places that you can improve or those small things that you could do differently next time and recognizing that those things could make a big impact. Number four is if you're feeling a little bristly at my suggestions of having like a template. <laughs> and I know there's some out there, you know, in the Gretchen Rubin framework, we got our rebels. Rebels don't like a template. Rebels don't like to do things according to the same exact way every single time. And that is a-okay. That is totally fine and normal. And I think that if you're a rebel, but you still want to incorporate reflection, what I would say is recognizing that you don't have to do it, but it could be something that's really fun for you to do. It's always nice to look back and see what you're proud of accomplishing, and maybe that can fuel you and motivate you for your future projects. But the tool that I want to mention here, so number four, is journaling, just in general. So not journaling with a specific end goal or not journaling with a plan, but just journaling as a whole. And you all know that I did a journaling workshop with my friend and colleague Deanne Vincent of The Writing Way a couple months ago, which was so amazing, probably the best attended workshop that I've ever hosted. And Deanne is just incredible. So please go check out her business, thewritingway.ca. She actually has a specific business or work workshop coming up. So journaling for more clarity in your business or in your work life. And what I love about her approach is that she has these really broad, like open-ended prompts, but she has a way of taking you through a process with those prompts. So each one you can answer however you want, whatever resonates for you. And as you go through the workshop or through the process, you're being brought closer to clarity, but clarity as you define it, right? Clarity as it works for you. So if you're looking for more support in your journaling, that's one great option. She also has a journal prompt generator that you can access on her website. I'll put the link in the show notes. And that's amazing too, because it's even more magical. It's like a random prompt that gets sent to you every time you refresh the page. And so if you're looking for something that you can do whenever you want, she also has that tool available for you. But I also think you could just journal. You can just journal, free write, do your morning pages, do whatever you want, whatever format works that feels good for you. And really just like stream of consciousness, getting your thoughts out on the page is another great way to start to see patterns or to just notice in your own mind as you're writing what comes up for you. What are you noticing? What feels different than last time? What feels better than last time? 
all of those things can lead to more answers or lead to more clarity. Even if you don't have some really strict template that you're following, I still think that the act of journaling and the practice of journaling, but about your business or your work specifically can be really useful and really beneficial. So as I said before, oftentimes when I'm answering my questions in my little notion template, I'm answering specific questions that require me to look back and think about what were my wins, for example. But sometimes if I'm not feeling up to doing that process, I might just write it out, you know, write about my feelings, write about the fears I'm having. I noticed that when I did the workshop with Deanne, because uh, I was taking part in it as well as hosting it, I was recognizing so many of the limiting beliefs and the just truly false narratives that I had in my head about why I couldn't do something or why something might not make sense. And I really think that just getting some distance from the page, right? Just getting some space from those thoughts. They're not just in your head, they're in front of you. That really makes such a huge difference in you deciding whether or not you want to take that on as a belief, whether or not you want to agree (laughs) with the thoughts that you're having. And so taking a step back can be massive and you can do that through the practice of journaling. This is not an ad, it's a pause. I've decided to build an intentional break into every episode of Slowpreneur because I know I'm throwing a lot of ideas and hopefully inspiration your way, and I wanted to give you a moment to integrate it, to not have to pay attention, to not have to absorb anymore, to just marinate on what we've talked about so far and take a breath before we continue. let's get back to the show. Last but not least, tool number five is to create a peer group. So I've called these mastermind groups in the past, and it's something that I've been a part of for pretty much all the years that I've run my business. Sometimes it's as small as two of us. Sometimes it's more of us, but the gist is that you have people who are also running a business who are in community with you and can reflect things back to you. So if you feel like I can't make space or time for myself to reflect, like sit down, formally write it down, you know, think about the last month, that's okay. Uh, What I think is so powerful about a peer group is that Usually when I've run them, you always have some time at the beginning of your hot seat section. That's what we call it, being in the hot seat. So every time you're in the hot seat, you kind of start by giving the group an update, how you've been feeling, what you've been working on, what you've been thinking about. And that in and of itself, creating that narrative to share with the other members of your group who you might not talk to every day or you might not talk to about your business every day, forming that narrative It's kind of like how they say that teaching is the best way to learn because it forces you to integrate everything into a clear narrative that you can share with somebody else. I really think that that process is so powerful for ourselves too, because as we're reflecting back on, let's say the past month, that's usually how often I I will do these peer groups. 
when you're thinking about the last month, you're forced to create a clear narrative uh, for the other people in your group. So talking about what you are proud of or what you're excited about or what do you think is the most relevant thing to tell these other people? What have you been struggling with? What is really keeping you up at night? And that also forces you to get really clear in yourself. I often find that the process of integrating all of my experiences into this kind of narrative gives me new insights just in the process of saying it out loud, right? Just in the process of sharing it with someone else, I'm able to see things more clearly. It's that same thing I talked about with journaling, getting some space from your thoughts outside of your head that can be on paper, but it can also be with other people. And then you also have this added bonus, this added extra oomph in your reflection, because then you have the ability for the other people in your group to reflect things back to you. So my favorite is when this is like something you've said at some other time (laughs) in the group chat or in another meeting, and they can say, remember when you talked about this exact thing with respect to this other member of our group? Well, I think your same advice applies here. So maybe take a dose of your own medicine. That's always fun. But I also think they can reflect to you like how far you've come, right? Oftentimes we lose sight of how long it's been that we've been actually trying to work on something. How many emails did we send out about that launch? How long has it been since we told people about this new offering? Probably not that long. And the other people around you are able to see, hey, like you did get a lot of great feedback for that. Or you haven't really been talking about it all that much, to be honest. I hate to break it to you. (laughs) So don't give up yet because it's not over. You haven't actually given it your all yet. And I think that that kind of reflection is sometimes more clearly seeing us than we can see ourselves. If you have people that you trust, that care about you, who want your business to succeed, getting reflections from them about how you've been doing or how you've been showing up or what you've been working on is so, so, so important and so helpful in shaping what you choose to do in your business next. So if you have the opportunity to create a peer group or join a peer group or join a community that will allow you to show up as you are, have people who care about your business and your success and can reflect things back to you over the course of time, I really think please do it. It's so easy to start a peer group. Literally, you just need one other person who can commit to showing up with you for one hour, let's say once a month. It doesn't even have to be that frequently if that's not something you can manage in this season. That's just what has worked well for me. Sometimes it's a couple hours. It doesn't matter. The point is that having that time that you're devoting to like show up and think about your business and not just be in your business all the time. You know, you hear about that all the time. Like you need to make time to work on your business, not just in your business. How do you do that? You know, (laughs) like how do we actually make time to work on our business? I really think that being in a peer group is one of the best possible ways that we can work on our business because you're thinking about things strategically, you're reflecting, you're planning, and you're making better decisions for the future as a result. Okay, so those are my five favorite tools for reflecting on your business, but there are so many more. You know, we all know that there are countless workbooks out there, countless PDF downloads, I actually have a download. I just remembered this right now. I have uh, what I call my dropping in questionnaire. 
This is a version of the questions that I send to all private clients when we start working together so I can get to know you and your business and where you're feeling stuck. And I offer it as a free download on my website because I actually believe that starting that process of reflection is so useful for the client. You know, it's it's useful for me to have the answers, but it's also useful for the client to be able to think through, oh, like, where am I getting stuck specifically? Where do I want to be spending my time differently than I am now? So if you want that questionnaire, you can get it on my website, stephaniepellet.com slash dropping in. And I will also put it in the show notes, lots of show notes this time. Uh, But there are so many workbooks. There are so many things you can do. As we approach the end of the year, you have Susanna Conway's Unraveling Your Year. You have Heather Briggs of Radiate Real, who does a Bridge Your Year workbook every year. There are so many workbooks. There are so many ways that you can incorporate reflection. I just hope that if this episode has done anything, it has been to encourage you to actually make time for this, right? Make space for this. Because the answers that you get from reflection are the answers that you're seeking outside of yourself right now. The answers that you're looking for in all of these other places, you know, going to this course, going to this guru, going to this Instagram account, those answers are in you. They're in you and they're in your reflection. Because the thing is that all of those answers out there are not specific to you and they're not specific to your business. So unless you're working one-on-one with someone, which I love, you know, great, all the power to you. Or if you're in a community that provides like specific nuanced advice for your particular situation, I honestly feel that most of the time, what you actually just need to do is turn inward. And that can be the hardest thing to do, but it's also easy and it's also cheap (laughs) and it's also available to you at any possible time. So if you're currently struggling with figuring out what you want to do next and feeling lost, I encourage you to turn inward. I encourage you to stop this podcast and just get out a piece of paper and just write on one side what is working and on the other side what is not working. And even just doing that simple, simple, simple practice whenever you feel overwhelmed is going to give you answers right there. It's going to show you where you can do things differently, where things can be improved. And even if you feel stuck, then you at least have somewhere to start. I'm feeling stuck with this specifically, showing up on Instagram. How do I work with this? Or can I do something differently? Or who can I talk to to give me help with showing up on Instagram, right? You have the specifics rather than just feeling this vague sense of overwhelm and uncertainty about your next steps. So that's all I have for you today. I hope I've encouraged you to do some reflection. If you have any questions about anything I mentioned, please reach out. I love hearing from you and I would love to support you in this reflection process. And like I mentioned, if you're wanting some community accountability for doing this kind of reflection in your own business, as a reminder, we are having our community reflect and reset session next Wednesday, October 26th from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern time. Tickets are $15 and you can get them at bit.ly slash reflect October or at the link in the show notes. So I want to thank you so much for listening. I love recording this podcast for you and getting to share what I care about in business. And I really appreciate you taking the time to listen. And I'll be back in your ears in another couple weeks. Thanks so much for listening to Slowpreneur. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend or reach out and let me know at hello at stephaniepellet.com. I would love to hear from you. 
As always, you can find show notes for this and all episodes at stephaniepellet.com slash slowpreneur. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.